0: I basically say, if you give me a year of your life, if you come to me and say, I am ready to change my story, I am ready to reclaim my voice, and I'm going to give a daily practice to you for a year. And if you give me that, you'll be a different person in a year, a completely Mm -hmm. different person. You'll be you at heart, like your true you.
1: If you're standing on a threshold, if you feel a yearning to tap into your greatest potential, but you're caught in that fuzzy in-between space of the now and not yet... Don't despair. You're being invited to pivot with greater purpose. You're on the thrilling edge of becoming. You are being called to unleash your soul song. I'm Becky Fleischer, and I believe we're all born with a gift that's uniquely ours, our very own soul song. And I discovered on my own journey that when we unleash it into the world, man, does it make life sing. You might express it through writing, science, cooking, nursing, teaching, or some other endeavor. The song is different for each of us, and its expression can change throughout your life. But it can only sing when you're in tune with your truest self. I know you're trying to get things in focus, that you're looking for encouragement and practical tools to illuminate your own personal journey. And that's what you're going to get here. I'm excited to travel this road with you. Let's get going. Hi, everybody. It's Becky Fleischer, the host of Unleash Your Soul Song. And before I get going today, I have a special guest in the booth, my business partner, Peter Carucci. Hey, Peter.
2: Hey, Becky. It's exciting to be on your podcast.
1: It's exciting to have you here because we have a really great idea that we want to share with my listeners. So throughout this year, we've been challenging ourselves to get really creative with ways that our music can help people through this really hard year. We posted a ton of music on our Instagram feed. We got creative with song notes to help people celebrate life milestones during quarantine. And now we have a really great idea for how we can bring a little more light into the world through our custom songs.
2: That's right. As we approach the holidays and start to wrap up the year, we'd love to help people write a custom song, a personalized song that reflects some of the good things, the silver linings that came through this year. You could use it in place of a year-end holiday card as a year-end review for your family. You could even use it as a message to lift up your friends, family, or coworkers, And you could even put it over a little picture montage.
1: Yeah, I love that so much. Can't you just see all of these uplifting songs being spread around at the end of the year, just bringing some more joy and light? hmm If this sounds interesting to you, we're offering a free consultation so that you can learn more about our process and what you'll get. And what do you say, Peter, if they sign up for a free consultation and mention that they heard this on Unleash Your Soul Song, how about we give them $500 off their custom song?
2: Why not? You know, we really believe that music brings people together in such a unique and powerful way. Let's spread as much of that unity and joy as we can.
1: Let's do it. So if you want to get your free custom song consultation, just go to 426studios.com.
2: That's F-O-U-R, the number is two, six studios.com.
1: There's absolutely no obligation and no pressure. And hey, we're a pretty fun hang. So what do you have to lose? Get $500 off your custom song by getting your free consultation at 426 Studios today. I can't wait for you to hear the conversation that I had with today's guest, Marin Azoff. She's a vocal transformation coach, spirit lifter, soul emancipator, and fear crusher, who for years has been connecting people to the power of their voice in all the areas that we use it. She has seen time and time again that when people sing or speak from their authentic voice and in their full confidence, that the true magic of manifestation happens. Now, if that sounds too woo-woo for you, it's not. The benefits of an empowered voice is backed by science, proving that our own personal vibration has many physical, mental, and emotional benefits. Marin is one of the most soulful and healing singers I have ever heard. She is a member of two musical projects, The Tribe of Love and Kura Kura. And what you're listening to right now is a little preview of a song called Everyday Grateful that Marin wrote and recorded that features both of those groups. Be sure to stick around because at the end of the episode, you're going to hear the full song and the transformative power of her singing voice. And you do not want to miss that. I started working with Marin several years ago when I returned to music after a nearly 20-year hiatus, and I can never get enough of her. We spoke for almost two hours for this interview, and it was damn hard to edit down, but I've grabbed some of the juiciest bits for you here. And it's not a super traditional or clean format because I love to let Marin riff. When you start listening to her, you're going to see why you just get so pulled in and so intrigued by what she's saying that you're not even going to want to hear my voice. We covered so much ground, and I'll just prepare you now that her personal story of becoming is intense with a capital I. So let's jump right in and start right there.
0: I learned how to sing when I was five. And so with that, I learned how to breathe when I was five. And so... I've realized in the years that I have always been somewhat like I am now from a young age. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean there hasn't been pitfall after pitfall and healing after healing and all sorts of human development that had to occur to get me to where I am right now. But the learning how to sing when I was five years old created a certain temperament in me. My story is actually kind of traumatic. At, at four and a half was when I started to become molested. I was being molested mm. when I was a young girl. And at five years old is when they found my voice. So there was something in my in my story that my voice was always supposed to be mine because it was a time of my life where I should have been quieted, you know, learning how to keep secrets, learning how to not say certain things into like key parts of yourself really private. And I know that if my voice hadn't come out in that moment, I would be a totally different person today because I do so much work with people with these traumas where you just get silenced so young. Yeah. And that was part of what could have happened, but my spirit knew differently. And um, I ended up in a pageant when I was in kindergarten and someone who was supposed to sing God Bless America couldn't sing the song because he was a Jehovah's Witness. So his parents came in, or mother came in the day before and was like, he's Jehovah's Witness. He can't sing the word God. And to make things okay, I was like, I'll do it. And they found my voice and they just started training me. So my voice became like a major part of my life. I was, I learned how to breathe. As I said, I learned, and I was singing like crazy singing so much, but there was still issue in my voice. There was still a major amount of manipulation because I learned I learned how to manipulate. I learned how to hold things back mm-hmm. that people weren't going to be pleased with and how to keep secrets. So anyway, without going too deep into it, I became a professional singer very young. I was trained hard. I, pre- I performed a lot. I did a lot of regional theater, a lot of, like, a lot of professional theater. And then at 19, got signed to a label and had my first like record label experience, which was terrible. It was a horrible experience for me. And it was, you know, R&B, hip hop, I have soulful voice. And so they heard that. And it was like, we were all put together to make this album together. And it was a girl group. And it was the time of the 90s when that was that was really popular coming up. And, and it was so creatively non-existent and just really for the sake of making money. And I, at that point, was with someone who was actually a, a devout Christian. And he was very in, uh, assigned to a Christian label and he was making music that was about love and God and connection. And I was making music that was about clubs and drugs and dancing and being hot, you know, <laughs> and um, I just could feel the difference in the two vibrations mm-hmm. and knew that I had to get out. So I decided to leave. I quit everything and I just stopped singing. I stopped singing for seven years. I went on to study the body. I went on to study organics and the natural world and the environment and I had an accident seven years later where I broke my arm. I was living in Australia at the time and I had to move back to New York because the doctor who could fix the arm was in New York. So the universe or God or spirit brought me home. Mm -hmm. And so I came back to New York and I met my first shaman. And this is where who I am today actually like rebuilt itself. So I, I was in a ceremony with a shaman and I had a vision of God, as I would call it. I had a vision of unconditional love, pure light. Every one of my cells was separating off of itself. Like I was disappearing and melting into this delicious vibration. And this voice told me that I had been ignoring a gift I was given. And I asked what the gift was. And this voice said, your voice. And when I heard those words, I immediately shrunk. And I said, I know, I know that I can sing. I I know that they, I've been given this but I just don't know how to use it. Like I thought I was going to get the dream and the dream was like a nightmare really. It was horrible. They so terrible things went down at that time. And I was like and I just every time I've come close to success with this voice it just hasn't made me happy. It hasn't fulfilled me. It hasn't been what I'm here to do and and I, it's just all been a lie because they told me from a very young age I was supposed to be a star. You know like they heard the voice and they immediately were like you're going to be a star. And they just made me a a star, you know, but um, we are all stars, right? We know that. They
1: put their definition on it. They put their their label and their idea of what that looked like.
0: Right. And it always, you're going to compete with other people. You're going to have to be the best. You're going to have to get the roles. You're going to have to work, 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 and get yourself to a point where people appreciate your talent. It's just, it's so much. So um, anyway, this is the voice and what the voice told me. The voice said, That gift was given to you for healing. Hmm. When you sing, you heal your body. You heal your emotional plane. You heal yourself. Whoever's in the room who gets to hear you undergo that healing will have the same healing because the human voice is the most powerful healing tool for another human being. Hmm. There are people who play guitars, people who play all sorts of instruments, right? And that is a translation of human emotion and ability into metal and wood and ivory and things that we're not made of. But the human voice is a direct transmission coming through bone and tissue and blood and air and lungs and all those things. So your ear, the human body receives a human voice as a direct transmission of vibrational energy. Mm. So you're healing yourself, and then whoever's fortunate enough to be there is healed as well. So then the voice told me that every time I'd been asked to sing over the last seven years, which had happened quite a lot, but I said, I'm not a singer. I was spitting in his face. Mm. And then I was full of shame, full of guilt. Like, how do I spit in God's face? Right? Uh, so I said, what can I do for forgiveness? What can I do to be forgiven? And the voice that just promised me, if anybody asks you to sing, you're going to sing moving forward. You don't, you don't hide your voice anymore. And I, of course, immediately promised God that I would sing whenever asked. And with that, the shaman tapped me on my shoulder. I opened my eyes, and he says, canta, canta. <laughs> and I said, what? And he's like, canta. And I was like, what? And the person who brought me, because I didn't speak Spanish, was like, he's asking you to sing. He's got the goosebumps. And I said, right now, he went, see, 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 like big smile on his face. And I had no idea what song to sing. A million songs. I know a million songs. My brain is wired for music. So I remember lyric after lyric after lyric for years and years. Not a single song can land. Everything's like like crazy, wild mental space. And that's when another spirit comes to me and says, do you see what happens when you're afraid? Why are you so terrified? You know how to sing. You've been singing your whole life. Why are you afraid to sing? And I, I said, Whoa, inside, Whoa, what's appropriate? What do you sing in the sun? Like, what's the song, you know? And she goes, This is not about appropriate. You're afraid and you won't let your mind choose a song. Why are you afraid? And so then she took me down the spiral of all the insecurities that had been built up over my need for perfection and all the things that had happened and all the things built off of. It. And I sat there and I cried and I cried. And the shaman did nothing but let me. I just Mm. cried it out. And at the end, there was a song waiting for me. And that song was a song that I hadn't heard since I was 18 years old. And it was a song about burning everything to the ground so that new life could grow. And I sang it through my tears. Mm. And the people in the room had their moment of healing as I healed. And um, it's exactly what started to happen. All of the old aspect of myself that was preventing me from fully expressing myself started to burn down so that I could be reborn. And I have been singing and teaching this every day since. Like I just have been helping people come to that same truth within them, that their voice is holding a power of creation, the power of God that lives within them.
1: Maron's work is based on our seven chakras the spiritual energy centers in our body that go along the spine, through the neck, and the crown of the head. She's going to share with us how she works with those energy centers to help us embody our voice and root it in truth so that we can reveal what creation is meant to come from the unification of our body and soul.
0: So if you go up through the colors of the chakra system, it's different frequencies. And all those frequencies carry a sound. Everything on this planet is sound. Pythagoras did a lot of work on this centuries ago, that every single thing on this planet is making sound. Everything. Mm -hmm. Because vibration creates sound. Mm -hmm. Not everything is in the human audible range of sound, so we might not hear it all. We certainly feel it all because we are in the frequency, so we feel all the vibrations that are going on. We might not hear it audibly. But everything is a sound. So when you go through the chakra system, it comes with certain colors. It's red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple, white, whatever, right? Those are all representative of frequencies. That white, purple, blue that we have coming up here, that all happened when we got off of four legs and we came up to evolve to standing. So our vibrational pattern is actually a bridge. Up here, we link into the winged creatures and all the air flyers. So we're in the air and the ether, and we're in the spirit aspect. That's the, um, that's the ethereal aspect, our spirit, in the air and the breath that comes into our being. So that's where we tap into that, into our highest powers, our psychic abilities. Like all this is coming from how we see beyond even the earth realm. And so all of our low frequencies are earth frequencies leading up to green, the color of the heart chakra. I think that when you see green, you automatically feel that heart center. I think it's Mm -hmm. an impossible thing not to, to be in the green world. I mean, like in Japan, they have doctors prescribing forest bathing because they know that all of our mental problems come from the fact that we're not in the green world. And if you look at humans tearing down the green world right now, like we are so separate from our heart center it's unbelievable. We do not value the green vibration on this planet. And so it's green that humans are trying to attain, right? Because green is where soul comes in and earth comes up to meet center. The heart chakra, if you look at the picture of it, Anahata, it's a triangle up and a triangle down. It's the star of David, Interesting. right? And what it represents is as above, so below, and it's in perfect balance. Right? So those triangles are not off-centered, one of, on top of the other. They're literally in perfect balance with one another. So the heart center is where our spirit enters the being and meets the earth coming up from the root chakra up to the center. Humans, if you look at our, our bodies, the largest surface area of the body is the heart center. The largest resonator of the voice is the heart center. The majority of the human vocal range is in this area of the body. You can't access the other range without coming through this part of the body. We are meant to use our speaking voice, singing voice, praying voice, chanting voice, whatever voice you use, it is designed to come from the root up through the heart center. When we realign ourselves to that alignment, we access the green and we access our ability to express the soul in a balanced way that goes out and creates the world, joins the world in equilibrium, right? Not trying to dominate it not detached from it. In order to access the green, we have to connect the root. And that's where humans are mostly struggling right now. Mm. We've become so top-heavy. And those, all that top-heaviness prevents us from actually following through in the physical world. And look at us right now, like our, our computers and our televisions and everything we're taking in. All the information comes into the head, 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 head. And we might know at a deep level that something's not right, but we don't feel the power to act on it, to actually make the change, to physicalize our lives. Everything is all concept. Nothing is physically. like. And that's because our earth chakra, our root and our second and our third and all the earth aspect of us is dormant. We're not accessing it right now. We're just up here in like la-la land.
1: I know in your practice, this is probably exactly what you do. You're probably helping people access that that inner root chakra, how, what are some of the things that you do to do that? How do
0: you start to unleash that part? Yeah. So my work is all voice, right? Mm -hmm. So there's lots of ways to access that part and to activate it. Physical activity is a good one. Just like run (laughs) and, and you'll literally start to feel the earth in a different way. But our voice is our spirit's dynamic life urge for truthful expression. Our spirit enters in through the breath And then it wants to express the earth experience. That's all we want to do. Humans want to be heard. We want to be seen. We want to be, we just want to be, I exist, right? So my work comes in through Sanskrit. I work with Sanskrit. I'm basically what I call a kindergarten teacher of Sanskrit. So anyone out there listening right now, don't be afraid. Oh God, she teaches something religious or she teaches something like that's, I could never, I'm not a holy person or I'm not that religion. This is a big one. Because I want you to know that Sanskrit came before the religion that it represents. Sanskrit came thousands and thousands of years ago, first written about 5,000 years ago, but they don't know how long before it was actually written on leaves that it existed in practice, right? And Sanskrit is a vibrational language, the first that we have in recorded history. So before that, there was grunting, there was cave people like,
3: right?
0: Right. So Sanskrit uh, was the first language given to man. It's the oldest. Aramaic is the second oldest. It uh, is also a healing language, just as Sanskrit is. But then they changed that into Hebrew. And when they did, it became more conversational. Mm. And that's when it starts to lose its power. So Sanskrit is the only language we have on this planet that has never been made conversational. There's no word for cucumber in Sanskrit. I always use that expression because you look at some of the translations of these mantras and it says like, the cucumber falls from the vine when it's perfectly ripe, And I laugh at it because there is no word for cucumber in Sanskrit. They're painting a beautiful poetic picture so that you get what they mean. You know, like fully ripening your soul and body or whatever it might mean that they're pointing to. It's, it's beautifully poetic, but it's not what the sound actually means. Because the sound doesn't have a mental meaning. The sound has a frequency. And so what it does when you recite it or chant it or use it is it goes in and it creates that frequency within your body. What I work with mostly in my program is the seed sounds, the bija mantras, and the word bija means seed. And these are the first sounds that came in through the language before any other words were created. So most people go work with a guru and they want to heal, they want a mantra to heal their life. And they're going to ask a guru for their big mantra. And he's going to say, Om He's going to like give you a whole mantra that you're going to do. But you don't really understand at a physical level how to create the sound so that you create the frequency that that mantra is supposed to bring into your life. Those teachers learned from the ground up. It's like us saying we want to write the world's best sonnet, but we have no alphabet to write it with. Mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so i teach the abcs of sanskrit and if you ask me they're all you actually need so man decides to get super creative and go beyond there and there's amazing things you can accomplish with mantras but when you talk about accessing your voice and liberating your soul and your true physical health your true uh, creative capacities and all that you really only need to open up these areas of the body right so the word om we all chant it in yoga, right? Mm-hmm. The very first word ever channeled. They call it the primordial sound. It's the very first sound ever given to man. Basically, Sanskrit is a language that was channeled through meditators. They were all sitting in alpha brain, no mind, wave state. And they felt the frequency of Om. That was the first sound. And they felt it within their being and they began to chant it to say it, to use their voice. And when that happened, they started to see the result of the action. Om is the sound of the third eye. So Om connects you to the consciousness of all that is. And whoever, whatever civilization, whatever out there that decided that we were worthy as humans of this sound, I thank them with every ounce of my being. Because the Sanskrit language is a healing tool that every single person has access to that can heal their life completely, right? So the ohm um, was the first sound and they chanted it and they felt the connection to all that was. They felt the vibration that happened in the third eye and how it opened up their psychic, their consciousness, their abilities. And then one by one, they started to get these seed sounds that I work with. And these sounds go deeper into density. So from ohm it goes down all the way through to the root. Each chakra has a sound this is the very beginning of the language and it's also how they found the chakra system by using that vibration they felt the electromagnetic field of that area of their body awaken Mm. if you look at the physical layout of the human body in each of the points that we call chakras spiritually there is a grouping of nerve endings sitting at that point of the body all along the spinal column. There's groups of nerve endings coming down from the vagus nerve. So when we chant in these places, we literally vibrate at those nerve endings and we create an electromagnetic field that releases whatever those nerves are holding onto. Mostly it's old pattern emotions and traumas and deep physical tensions even. When we talk about life purpose, when we talk about our overall health, when we talk about liberation, Mm -hmm. and we talk about like feeling feeling like you matter, not in a way of, I matter, I'm important, but like feeling like you did what you came here to do and that you're fully alive. Mm -hmm. You have to have your own connection. That connection comes from being rooted and your vagus nerve. Let's go back to that for a second. Most of us hate our mothers or not hate. I mean, I love my mother to death, but most of us are like, I don't want to be just like her or something like that. Right. You're going to end up just like her unless you do this work. Hmm because she gave you that vagal tone. She gave you that nerve while you were in. So your reactions to life are going to be her reactions to life, unless you do something about it. And in my mom's case, I'm actually so grateful I got her vagus nerve. I I have to be really, I have to say, I love you, mom, because she's a cool lady. But in general, when I work with people that are like, you know, my mother was always afraid, and now I carry her fear. My mother was always self-deprecating And now I see that within me. And I, for years, tried to do something else, but then I I just, I'm just like my mom, you
1: know? I mean, it helps you understand why we get into these patterns, why we continue to play these tapes, even though you may consciously in your rational brain think, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be that way. I know I've done that. You one day look up and you think, I'm doing the exact same thing.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And how did that happen? Right. How did that even happen? But the key that I'm here to tell you today is that your genetics are not telling you who you are. You're the 2.0 model. You're the one who's here to evolve that. So when people say, ah, that's just the way we are, and you just let yourself get away with not growing, Mm -hmm. you're failing your life. You're failing what you came here to do. You're the one who is here to break that pattern. And that pattern is sitting deep in your vagus nerve. But with your voice, you can actually break the pattern empowering your voice to speak your truth, your authentic truth, not what you think the world wants to hear from you right now and what's going to get you the better job or what's going to make you the most money or what's going to make people not, not judge you or whatever it might be. We're literally killing our spirits. This Black Lives Matters movement came out, and I heard a quote that I hadn't heard from Martin Luther King, where he says, the day we stop talking about the things that matter most is the day we begin to die. Mm. Now this applies to your life, not just the Black Lives Matters and not just like the major civil rights movements. This applies to every day of your life. Right. We are the small talking champions. We are the we talk about the weather all the time and we all are here. We all get the weather. Like why do we have to talk about it? We're all in the middle of it. Right? Like we literally are avoiding the subjects that will matter most to our evolution, mm-hmm. to healing, our bodies mm-hmm. to healing our lives. When you can empower those muscles, You'll also give yourself permission to sing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I, think you're, I think you're completely right. I think going back to what you said about you have to be able to sit with yourself, you, you know, and, and that root chakra, if you're not connected to that, you won't really be able to sit with yourself and, and create from that authentic place. And I think honestly that the whole quarantine, that whole experience of you know, the world shutting down, we were stuck with ourselves pretty much, uh, you know, or the people you were in your home with. And I think that was really hard for a lot of people. It was such a challenge. And I think that's one of the reasons why we're so disconnected. We're so identified with those surface level skills that we talked about, Mm -hmm. you know, the things that we're good at, the things that get us the jobs and the things that get us the recognition. But that deep, deep connection to where authentic creation comes from, people don't have access to that. It's not something we're taught. It's not something that's built into our conversation as we grow up, unless you, you know, are lucky enough to have teachers that are in your lives that do that for you. But I, I know for me, that's where I felt you know, in, over the last couple of years when I started going on my own journey, it was to reconnect. It, I knew, I, I, had, I felt so untethered from myself. I knew I had to get back to it. And when I started working with you, you know, we would have these conversations and that's when I started realizing, oh, wow, I really am untethered and there are ways to get reconnected. There are actual ways that work and you bring those out in people, your, your programs and your teaching does that.
0: Yes. And first I want to say thank you for doing that work. People will spend their entire lives avoiding it, doing what they think they're supposed to be doing or what someone's telling them they should be doing. The work you came here to do is the work you're doing. And every single person has come here to do that work, to find out how our soul embodies and what creation comes from the unification of those two forces. It's not about fitting into a society. It's about continuously recreating it, continuously evolving it, continuously growing within it. Right? So what I teach is, first of all, I just give you a completely non-judgmental place, because there's nothing I haven't heard and haven't seen, and I... I welcome it all, please. But I give you the tools to do the work yourself. I'm not going to tell you how to do it, like who you're going to be at the end of this whole thing. As a matter of fact, I'm really looking forward to seeing it. Like I just, I want to learn something from you, but I'm going to give you the tools to get your own reconnection to a place where you can take other people's words. Like I, I obviously... Take my criticisms. I know that there's rooms to grow, and there's other people who mirrors things that I'm like. You need. We need to learn. We're not like I know it all because I don't. You don't. We don't. We're all learning from each other. But I'm going to give you the tools to learn how to trust your instinct. Learn how to trust you mm. in the middle of all of this,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and follow that. Like really, give it. Give it the the power, give your spirit, your body, the power to tell you what's best for you yeah. and to stop thinking about what other people need you to be. You came here. So divinely you, so perfectly you, when you find your true voice, which is your union of spirit and earth, it comes all the way from the root chakra up through the body to the mouth and all the other resonators, right? you the average human has an eight octave range, Tell me how many people you know that have accessed eight octaves, right? I haven't yet, but I'm working at it. But the average human holds an eight octave range. They're not all singing notes, but a human being can imitate any sound within its audible range. Any sound on this earth, our vocal cords have been scientifically proven to be able to create. We have to learn how to use our body to hold the space and the air pressure necessary in what part of our body that sound needs to echo, right? The resonators. So it's all about learning mastery over the body. When I say to liberate your voice completely, I come, I come to people who are afraid that they're going to say something that's going to hurt somebody else or that they're going to say something that's going to damage themselves somehow. In real liberation, you would never do so. There is a difference between speaking up and talking down. Mm right? Talking that is down. so
1: good. That is so good. <laughs> Say that again. Say that, again. Like, that
0: is so good. There is a difference between speaking up and talking down, right? It's a real physical difference. We wonder where we get our expressions from. It's a real physical difference. When you speak it up from your true feelings, it's going to come through your embodiment, through your heart center, out your vocal cords, out your mouth, and it's going to sound like something that's connected to truth. Mm. When you talk down, it's going to come from your ego and your mind, and it's going to speak down through from the mind to the mouth, and it is going to spark because it's electric. It's coming from the mental plane. So it's electricity coming down, and it's going to smart whoever is the receiver of that, right? So when we do this kind of work, We come to a place where we express ourselves from authenticity, not from our mental pattern, but from our true experience of life. You'll never need to worry about your expression harming another or being dangerous in the world. You literally will become a force of creativity. Hmm. Your expression will create off of you, life off of you. Oh, that is beautiful. I haven't heard it that way before.
1: And it makes, makes total sense. And that's what we all want. We all want more creativity in this world, I think. That's what we all really desperately need. We're looking around thinking, none of this is working. You know, not, why isn't anything working together anymore? And I think it's because we're so disconnected from ourselves, from each other, and it shuts it all down. It shuts creativity down. It shuts opportunity down. It shuts all the beauty that's supposed to be coming
0: forward shuts it all down. So you can use this part if you want to or not, what I'm about to say. <laughs> but um, we are in a, we're in the middle of an evolution right now. We're evolving from our solar plexus to our heart chakra. Right? So we started as Neanderthals in the root chakra. There was no language. There was survival only, which is what the root chakra represents, survival only. And we grunted and we, we were all about hunting, gathering, procreating, shelter, safety, security for our tribe. When we got a handle on that, we moved up through evolution. And that evolution moved us into the second chakra, which is where all of our hedonism actually came from. We were in our sensory pleasure. We were in our yummy joy. We were doing everything in group because the second chakra is all about relationships. So we were in like group vomitoriums and group orgies and group all that stuff. And, like, and then what happened? A plague And when the plague hit, we were separated mostly through religion. And I'm not going to blame religion because the the messages of the Christ and the Buddha and everything, it's all right there. The truth is alive in those teachings, but the people who created the religions wanted to control the people who were in fact involved in major amounts of things that were causing crazy diseases. You know? So it's like, it's, we're not going to fault it. We're going to say they took control there might have been a better way to do it, but they they did, and so the, the puritanical aspect came up, right? So we're going to say that then we were separated from our senses and our ability to gain pleasure through our direct experience, because now there was a set of rules and expectations and laws that we had to abide by in a way to feel like we were acceptable. So this is the beginning of the third chakra, where we separated from doing everything in groups to being insular, isolated selves, and then we moved into where like. We have to become the CEO. We have to become the president. We have to become the, the, the winner of the thing, the number one, I have to hold number one. We have to move out of that. The heart chakra where those two triangles are overlapping, everything is in perfect balance. We're all in balance with each other. We're in balance with the natural world. Humans are living in balance. And we're also all one in our love center, right? So this is the evolution that we're going through and it's all perfectly divinely timed. So I guess the last thing that I want to say is, um, get out of your fear because fear is ego. Get out of your fear because that is a mental construct and there's nothing to fear. Not even death, not death of anything, not loss, not anything. There's nothing to fear here except not living, like not Mm -hmm. fully being alive while you're here. You're going to die. It's all going to die. Right? But the only way to possibly extend and prolong the life of Earth as we have it is for you, as a spirit embodied in Earth, to finally wake up and be fully alive. The more of your vital life force energy that you bring into this planet, the more energy Earth has herself and the longer she will survive. (laughs) By living in your fear, you're killing your body, you're killing Earth by doing so you're separating from what you're connected to at all times. You're not actually contributing to the health, the future, the growth of anything we're doing. You're just falling into the vacuum. So good.
1: (laughs) Soul emancipator, fear crusher. I love that. You are all of those things. It's so amazing. I want to let everybody know you are in two musical groups. You are in a, a musical group that's a healing musical group that's Tribe of Love. And then you've right. got Kura Kura as well. And you just put out a beautiful song, which is never more needed. And a great video that goes with that, which we will link all of that in the show notes for so that people can get to those easily. But tell us quickly about those those different projects that you're doing.
0: So you can find uh, uh, Kura Kura on Spotify. It's an album called What Led Me To You. It's a, a five-piece band that I'm a part of that it's still it's still medicine music, as we would call it. It's still a journey of of uh of healing the heart and going through our shadows and then coming out with love being the ultimate cure of all of it so what i love about this particular group in this album is patrick Sirdam, who wrote the songs and who's the main singer on this particular album our first album he he depicts a journey of a man going from his i guess i'm going to say broken masculine into his allowing the feminine to enter and to see what the healing power of that love actually is mm. So, it is a healing journey of allowing, allowing the darkness to be, but being open enough to allow the light to enter, to illuminate it so that it can ultimately move. Beautiful. Right? So, yeah, that's uh, what led me to you, Korakora. Kora. And then the tribe of love is, it's Susanna Raven's baby, who is uh, an incredible herbalist and medicine mama. She channels a language that is light language, and we call our, ourselves Jungle Classical, So we actually create music that's medicinal, that's healing, that is based off of uh, jungle music, Icaros, which are healing songs that the shaman will sing, uh, and then also classical music. So most of it is based off of Bach harmonies, because one of our members, uh, uh, Jan Paul Verge, he is a classical trained singer through Bach's origin in Germany, and he he comes in a couple times a year. Right now, we miss him so much. He's supposed to be here. We're supposed to be touring right now, but he's stuck in Germany. Ah. Um, so we have, uh, we have two very different styles of music, but both designed to heal the soul. Please go listen to them and enjoy them and see what they do for you. They certainly do amazing things for us. We love performing.
1: I've listened to all of that music. It is and it's true when you were saying about the voice of God telling you when you sing, it's going to heal you and the people in the room with you will be healed. I've been in the room when, when you've been singing. It's a magical experience. It's just a totally engrossing, mesmerizing experience to watch you sing and to watch you perform. For anyone who ever has the chance to, they should definitely go see you and If they can't, then they can go listen to you on on Spotify and and listen to your music that way. But it's truly healing music. It's so inspiring. And I'm so glad you unleashed
0: that part of yourself and got back in touch with your singing. We are authentically, genuinely opening up our souls and our spirits to share healing so that people can listen and they can be healed, Mm. right? And it will only happen through our own healing that they can be healed. I cannot claim to heal you from me, like I'm going to heal you. Anyone who claims that, I can help by opening space. I can help you heal you, right? We are the power here, each mm-hmm. of us individually. But this music was, is definitely there for people to experience that healing. But we make it for our own. We make it for it because there's, there's, our spirit couldn't have it any other way. We have to make it, right? We have to make the music. Mm-hmm. We didn't do it ever because we thought we'd get radio play and we wanted to make our album. We needed to be big rock stars. These are not the driving forces. If there is any success that comes from it, we created something that the world needed and people take it and it becomes the numbers and whatever, and that all happens. When you're seeking an ego outcome, your creation is there's something about it that is inauthentic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and when you're creating something from your heart, from your soul, from your being you will move the mountains it's just the power in it is so is ridiculous thank you for the compliment about about what it's like to to be in a room with me when i'm singing but the truth is there's only heart in the room there's nothing else there's i can't come from a place of marin when i'm singing i literally come from a place of spirit and body and heart center and love because i'm doing that that what i love most to do mm. right so it just love is everywhere you can't even Wow.
1: And you feel it. I mean, it it comes through. It comes through so much when you're singing, comes through even when you're just with you in person and even on Zoom. Tell us quickly how people want to work with you. If they really, if this resonated with them, if they feel like this is exactly what I need to help liberate my voice, whether they're a singer or not, but they feel like they have to liberate this part of themselves. They
0: want to get rooted and connected. How can they work with you? Okay, please, anybody at home, whether you think your voice is something that you've wanted to work on or not, but you're hearing any of this and you're kind of like, this is kind of really intriguing me. This is not just to become a singer or even to become an orator or a speaker. You literally, your job life, your work life, your home life, your every life. I work with couples who are facing divorce and I help them heal their marriages. And this work is so real and powerful. So if this, it all is like, hmm, my consultations are totally free and I will be very happy to speak with you. So you can find me on, at www.vocal-transformation.com. And you can send me an email through that and we can set up a consultation. And the work that I do is, the one-on-one work is 12 online sessions that are done over the course of six to eight months with other things in between. So it's a full process. If you're going to come work with me, it's you're going to decide you're going to take this time of your life and we're going to change you or grow you or evolve you or whatever. But I also run workshops that currently the ones that I would be holding here at Ravencrest aren't happening because of COVID, but there is still one that's on the books as of now that's happening in Costa Rica on December 13th to the 20th. And it is a full week-long vocal transformation immersion where we go through my whole program in a week in an intensive, deep way where there's sweat lodges and prayer ceremonies and all sorts of really incredible, deep connecting yourself to nature. And if you are ready for any kind of a deep dive where at the end of that week you'll be completely transformed, and I'm guaranteeing this, really, because I've never, I've never seen it fail. You'll be transformed. If this is exciting, you can find out all that information on the website. So www.vocal-transformation.com. And then on Instagram, I'm Marin Hope Azoff, and one word, Marin Hope Azoff. And you can find me on Instagram that way. That's
1: great. And we'll put all of that in the show notes uh, for Thank everyone well. to hear. And we're actually going to close the show today with your song, Everyday Grateful, which you did with both of your groups. Is that right? Yes. This
0: is a, this is a song that I wrote a long time ago. I broke my neck another whole story, but I broke my neck and um, while I was in my hospital bed, I had this this realization that the world was continuing, but I was not, I was I was alive, but I was having this like moment where everything stopped for me. And I had a real opportunity to heal all the parts of myself that needed to heal, not just my neck, so that I could re-emerge in the world a better person. And, and when I come back, really come back knowing what I'm here to do, right? And so during this time of COVID, I feel like we're all getting this opportunity if we're taking it, not rushing out so fast, right? Everyone just wants to get back to normal. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you can take these moments of solitude to realize that you're connected to it all and you're an important part of it all. And more so than that, the whole thing is such a miracle. This whole experience is mystical. We have no idea. It's a mystery. We're designed to create it as we can. We're designed to be a part of it and to celebrate life and to celebrate love. And so what I found is that gratitude is the most heartfelt emotion that a human being can embody. If you want to find your heart center, gratitude is the way to find it because gratitude is a humble emotion. Gratitude puts something above you in some way, meaning that you know that you're lucky (laughs) to be with it. That is a feeling that is all in the heart. And that is a feeling that when you activate it, your heart chakra activates. And in that heart chakra, a quantum leap actually occurs where you can find more and more and more coming towards you that you get grateful for. So the more you activate your gratitude, the more the world will magnetize mm-hmm. incredible life towards you. And you'll just, you'll just be humbled day after day with how beautiful your existence is. So the song was written as an homage to life, mm-hmm. to be grateful for every day of your life but also written if you listen to it at home and you like it to sing along to it because the more you actually use your voice and sing this song that gratitude vibration frequency enters your heart and your soul and then the world actually will bring you more and more to be grateful for i've watched this work for years i've been singing this song for years people call me all the time and they tell me that it works like physically works not just oh i believe it works it physically works so If you like it, please go on Spotify or download it on my website and sing, sing, sing this song. Yes, I guarantee if people
1: (laughs) listen to the song, they're they're going to sing it. It, it, There's something so inviting about the song and it's so beautifully done. You want to be part of it. It's so gorgeous. So we're going to end with that song. And I feel like we could have, and we spoke forever today. I feel like I I I could talk to you for so long, but I know you have so many things to do. Maybe we'll have you back on another time to tackle another area. But thank you so much for bringing all of your wisdom to us and opening your heart up so lovingly and so freely so that we can do that ourselves. And like you said, to create that space to do that. Thank Aaron, you, Becky. Thank it's you.
0: super honored to be here. And I'm so, it's so wonderful that you're doing this because it is time of vocal activation. It's not just me, like all the voice activators of the world know that it's time for our voices to rise. So the fact that you're coming out with this information is perfectly timed. Oh. Thank you so much for you. Oh, thank you.
1: So what'd you think of today's episode with Marin A's off? Oh, I just love her so much. I hope that you enjoyed it as much as I did. Go over to Instagram at Unleash Your Soul Song. Send me a direct message. Let me know. Give me some feedback on today's episode. And let me know what other episodes you want to hear. We're going to leave it today with Marin's song, Everyday Grateful, which you can download on iTunes or from her website or stream on Spotify. Enjoy, everybody, and I'll see you next week.
3: Oh